welcome to episode 79 of the local meta my name is fletcher and i'm john john how's it going tonight uh better before i came home (laughs) you don't deal well with tech problems and stuff like that i don't deal well with things not going according to plans Uh, okay well we had we had some technical well we we may still if we don't know (laughs) some technical (laughs) stuff going on with the whole setup here and when you're getting ready to record a two-hour podcast i mean two one-hour podcasts (laughs) it makes things a little funny um but yeah uh yeah uh either way today is still relatively fine yeah i went it'll be good we get to talk about a new set yeah i went 3-0 again with constrictor because i've been running it back and i am now 11 and 0 with it since i picked it back up again god damn that deck flex i'm gonna miss this deck but all right um i got a quick public service announcement for uh our wonderful listeners out there. Um, I said last episode that um, I'm working on getting some of the hosting and stuff figured out right now. Um, you may have noticed some of you that uh, if you go to thelocalmeta.com, it actually kicks you over to a different site than it redirected previously. So our new site is actually live ish right now. I'm working on getting everything migrated over. Um, and the old, the old feed is going to exist for a while and eventually I'm going to migrate it over. So keep an eye on that um i'd recommend you if you use the website to listen to the podcast to just start going over there because everything's going to get posted at the localmeta.com now instead of my old site that it was redirecting to um if you have any podcast aggregators that um aren't google or apple i'm going to update those once i get everything figured out um just make sure you update your feed to the new to the new um uh, podcast feed i believe it's just um thelocalmeta.com slash podcast and that should get you all of our episodes so you can get this awesome stuff that we do but all right whatever so more technical things but john eh, i think we should wrong, dive into the fun stuff technical things, oh. So. oh what no, nothing wrong with giving people oh. warnings about technical things that's yeah i want to make sure that you know we don't just disappear off the face of the earth um for no reason um we will we will likely not disappear off the face of the earth for no reason. We will tell you when we're leaving. But um, in this case, we're just moving sites, so it's not going anywhere. But okay, all right, John, uh, Guilds uh, of Ravnica coming out soon. Yeah. So legit story or like legit thing. Like I woke up this morning and I meet like I pulled on my phone and I'm like, oh, there's nothing streaming yet. And I just laid in bed for like five minutes being like, man, I wish it was the pre-release today. I really want to play this set. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I'm like super, super stoked to actually play in this. And like, I was never like a huge Ravnica fanboy because I never, I didn't play the original Ravnica. I didn't play and even return to Ravnica like competitively. But this one is just like, this looks like it's going to be a cool set for like multiple reasons. Yeah, like, and we'll we'll be hitting those. So, like, the first pre-release I ever did was Dragon's Maze. Yeah, because um, you actually. But, but Ravnica has a soft spot in my heart. Why? Why is that? I don't know. I just like it. Like, I think it's because I so I started in M thirteen, uh-huh. and then and then Return to Ravnica came out. I bought a shitload of Return to Ravnica, like. <laughs> so I I don't know. It's just one of those sets that I I think I played a lot of casually and everything like that and i just really i really liked 
the whole thing. And I really like Ravnica as a setting, like world-wise. I didn't play in the first Ravnica set either. I think I bought like a pack or two um, of, of a couple of the sets or something like that, maybe. But I, just, I don't know. I just think the, the setting is really cool. Like when they announced the, the D&D Ravnica source book, I'm like, oh, hell yes, we are playing a game in this. Yeah, I haven't. I already pre-ordered them because, like, I agree with you. Like, the setting of Ravnica is really, really good, and just like mm-hmm. the fact that everything is a city, and you have to in, in like all of, like the the fact like there's like the perfect guild dichotomies to just work with people's personalities, and like all the, like there's just a lot of different feels to Ravnica, which I really appreciate. So, yeah. It's it's sweet. It's probably my favorite world, actually. I think the only one that gets close is Dominaria. I don't actually know if I have a favorite world in all of Magic. If I'm honest with you, like, I don't get attached to planes. I I actually really enjoy like the bouncing around and like the new experiences thing. Oh, me too. Just, but yeah, like, I, I still like, have I still have like my favorite place to be. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's like, fair. I won't. I wouldn't want. I won't want every set set on Ravnica. Yeah. But like, you know, I really, I really, really like it when we go back every now and then and, and check up on stuff. But like, yeah. I'm, I'm one of the bad people where I'm like, yeah, if we never went back to Innistrad, I wouldn't be that sad. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, there's only so many times you can deal with horror shit, but whatever. Even, <laughs> I don't know. Even the, even the first and second times I'm like, whatever. I don't even, yeah. I don't even really like the world, but yeah, I'm going to get, lynched for that one but okay eh, all right so uh ravnica set means we got lots of new mechanics well we got lots of mechanics we'll just say it that way yes lots right. of complicated mechanics yeah so let, let's knock the first one out of the way here um it's a returning mechanic convoke yep yep <laughs> uh yep, it's convoke <laughs> i suppose some people might not know the way Convoke works is you can tap your creature to help you pay for spells. Yep. Uh, the creature effectively taps for a color of its own personal color identity, or it taps yep. for a colorless. So yep. of its color, not not color identity. Yes, sorry, sorry, N- nitpick. <laughs> yes, well, that, that's fair. That that is a yep. valid thing to say. But okay. um, Con- Convoke is super super powerful. And it's more powerful than people realize. Yeah. Because it effectively turns every one of your creatures into a um, Lennar Ralph. Yeah, like, that's good. That's that's a thing. <laughs> like, that's a lot of people forget about that. But, like, you know, that little extra line of text, text on Rishkar where anything with a counter can tap for a green... It matters. It matters. That's relevant. So, yeah. Convoke is really powerful, and as a result, a lot of the Convoke creatures specifically seem overcosted, but mm-hmm. they're not. And they're yeah. really, really good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially considering that, like, Selesnia has a go-wide strategy. So you just dump a bunch of little dumb tokens on there and use them to power out your big 1010 di- dick worm or whatever it is. Yeah, like, like for example, you know, an old an old card from an old set, Triplicate Spirits was six mana sorcery to make three one ones, and that card and was bonkers. It was it was better than almost every rare in the set. Yeah, 
Like That's for li- like that was like a first pick limited card. Like easy. You're yeah. just like triple get spirit, slam it through the table. Yeah, like yeah. So convoke can do some yeah. convoke can be annoying, is a moral of the story. Yeah. But most people know what convoke does. Most people know court of calling as the main culprit and yada yada yada. Yeah. So Okay. So that's the Celestia mechanic. So the Boros mechanic is Mentor. Um, so that's a keyword that says that basically means uh, whenever this creature attacks, put a plus one, plus one counter on target attacking creature with lesser power. Yeah, I like Mentor as a card or as a ability. It it's it's yet another incentivizes you for attacking thing, which is basically like the. <laughs> Boros has gotten three different things, one of which was terrible, the other two which basically make you want to turn dude sideways. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, it's fine. It's interesting. There's a lot of powerful things that it can do. So... It'll be we'll co- I think this is one we need to. I'll need to play with to see how it is, but I probably won't play with it much because it doesn't really interest me. Yeah, you're turning dude sideways is not necessarily something that you enjoy, but... Yeah, yeah, I'm not. We'll it, yeah, yeah. It'll be cool. I don't know. All right. So the Demir mechanic is Surveil. Uh, this which is, is busted. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Really? Continue. Busted. Yes. Continue. You can explain okay. what it does now. <laughs> All right. I'm going to stop you for a second. You are getting a little choppy, but um, uh, we'll see what's going on. Yeah. It could have just been because you shouted busted. Um, <laughs> okay. So surveil is written as uh, surveil and a number, um, and basically what it means is look at the top number of cards that it lists there of your library. Uh, put any number of them back into your uh, any number of them into your graveyard, and the rest back on top of your library in any order. So basically, you scry, but instead of putting them on the bottom of your library, you put them into your graveyard. This mechanic is insane. I'm super pumped for like... this this mechanic unbelievably insane (laughs) like so here's the thing this is the kind of mechanic where like a newer player looks at this and there's like i why would i want to put cards in my graveyard this is just bad (laughs) new players hate milling themselves oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah the more enfranchised players look at this and they're like oh my god this is broken like imagine they never will do this, but imagine if they made like a preordain, but instead yep. of scry, it was surveil. Oh yeah, somebody somebody was talking about. They're like, what if they had surveil mulligans instead of scry yeah. mulligans? And somebody was, was like, well, I'd love to watch dredge decks go off on turn one. <laughs> yeah. There is no universe where surveil mulligans would not lead to broken, broken bullshit. Yeah, it's I like, know. oh, like... I guess some. I'm just guessing with a mulligan to five, surveil two. Been this grizzle brand reanimated. Yeah, like, like there's a lot of decks where like surveil two just reads draw two cards. Yes, like <laughs> holy hell, this sur- like surveil is just damn. Yeah, the funny and, thing like, is, a lot is of people. Like, oh, sorry. I was like, it's funny that a lot of people like they're like, man, surveil sucks because it's only used as an enabler for other guilds. Yeah, like they it's look like, at it and it's like, oh, this is kind of like the most innocuous mechanism. They're like, oh, it doesn't do anything. But it does yeah. everything. Every time I look at it, I'm like, oh man, it cut like it really pumps up like jumpstart and undergrowth. Like also it's just good. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yep. it's so powerful. Yeah, sweet. It's so powerful. Like <laughs> 
this 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 is the pushed mechanic of the set. Yeah, it's going to be Period. interesting to see what this does. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. So the is it mechanic is jump start, uh, which is just a keyword on instants and sorceries that uh, means you may cast this card from your graveyard by discarding a card in addition to paying its other costs. Then exile this card. So flashback, but for the cost of a card in your hand and paying the mana cost of the card again. Yeah, this is like this is clearly flashback, but with no chance of it being broken. Right? Are you sure? So the only thing, the only way this card, this it's in and of itself, is broken is if the discard enabler, the fact that you discard a card, you can use that to your advantage. And I'm sure you can. Like, uh, I think you I think can. that's going to be relevant. You can, but as a result of that, they can play very, very safe with these effects. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you simply just, like, you put Jumpstart on effects that are already not super powerful by themselves. Mm-hmm. Because there's 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 other discard outlets you can play, right? Like, like I'm talking for older formats, obviously. Like, there is not that many, yep. like, free discard outlets in Standard. That's not something you get very often because mm-hmm. they can be broken. But as a result, like some of the the jumpstart cards is like, oh, you're, this creature gets plus one plus one and and flying, like that's a fair thing to put a jumpstart mechanic on mm-hmm. and like things like that. And you know, like the the new four mana draw two has jumpstart. It's like it's fine. Like that like, that card, I think, is legit. The card is legit because inspiration is legit, and it's inspiration with up, with upside. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about them. Uh... What's the instant speed, four mana draw two instant speed that we played previously? Um, it had cycling. On uh, it. Hierogly- hieroglyphic yeah. elimination. Yeah, like I think, I think this like this card I would play over that if they were in the format together. As weird I as think that sounds. you, I think you are lowballing the effectiveness of being able to cycle a card on one. I agree. I am. Pro- I probably am. But like, I think this card is just legit good because. You can't so in 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 Magical Christmas Land, this is, you know, a payment plan of draw four cards. Well, mm-hmm. draw draw three cards, I guess we'll say. Yeah, but, it, it is effectively a sift at twice the mana, but mm-hmm. instant speed. But it it's easy enough to pitch this to, you know, another jumpstart card you have in your deck. And then you just have this air quotes sitting in your hand. Yeah, like that's the it. one thing. The jumpstart cards play very, very well with each other because you can and use them to pay costs. And you're, <laughs> yeah, you're not down anything as a result, which is useful. Yeah. So, like, jumpstart is a good mechanic. I'm not saying it's bad by any means, but it is definitely a more reasonable version of flashback, in my opinion. Sure. I don't know. I think we got to play with it to see how good it is. Like, but yeah, I, I think that I think the mechanics good, but not surveil good. Yes, Sur- yeah. yes, <laughs> definitely, <Yes>. definitely agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but okay. So, um, uh, the next mechanic is actually a um uh, ability word, or is that what these are called ability words. Uh, it's not a keyword. I don't, recall, I don't know. Ex- yeah, it is not a keyword because yeah. it does different things. So, um, uh, is undergrowth. Um, and basically, its effects that are it, um, does something and cares about the number of creature cards in your graveyard. 
Yeah, it scales up for the more creatures mm-hmm. that are in your graveyard. Which is obviously not as good as Dredge, but it's probably <laughs> better than Scavenge. Probably. Obviously not as good. Shut your mouth. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Dredge Just is, saying. Yeah. Oh, this is the Golgari mechanic, by the way. I don't know if I said that. Yeah. But yeah. Well, there are some people who are complaining that this is bad. Because, like, we just want something that's in between Scavenge and Dredge. I think this is. And I'm like, this is exactly in between Scavenge and Dredge. And people are like, it's just bad. It doesn't do anything. It's like, you're an idiot. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like, oh no, my cards get better as the game goes long. However will I succeed in the game? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's a 6-6 six, six that dies to removal. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> People complain about God. everything, but... Yeah, I hate everyone. Yeah, okay, but... Um, right. I, I mean, Grove, yeah, it, I, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it'd be cool. Um, so the other returning mechanic, we have our split cards. Like, legit old-school split cards. Yeah. So, something that we need to talk about. All right. What is your opinion on the naming conventions? Uh, I do not give a shit. Okay. Some people are like, man, I hate the alliteration. And it's like, who gives a f-? Like, yeah. <laughs> I apologize for swearing. <laughs> I've been doing so well about that lately. <laughs> but <laughs> it's like, yeah, who, who cares? Like, yeah, it's alliterative. Who just, whatever. I mean, as, as was said, it's like, you can only mine the blank and blank for so long until you have to find up some other naming schemes or something like that and alliterative at least works you know yeah like it's 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 cool it's something creative that they can do it sucks for other languages but you know so it um, goes. one thing that i one thing that i actually want to point out that i think is really really cool though is on the rare split cards mm-hmm. it contains both the guild leader and like the non-guild leader face of the guild, like the other half that is competing against said guild leader. And it's really, really interesting if you look at it closely, because the guild leader is the one that's on the, they're on the, they're not the hybrid one. They're on the, the, the two color one. Okay. It's like they're on the top half as it were. And the, is it one has Ral Zarek on the top? Yep. Because story story. I just think I just I thought that was really interesting looking at it. Hmm. So it's like, well, yeah, all right, all these people are duking it up. Sweet. Yep. Okay. Well, so yeah, uh, there's some cool mechanics in this set. Obviously, Ravnica sets are packed with mechanics because they they give the guilds each a unique one. Yeah. So. And there's all. Oh, I suppose hybrid man is technically okay. Returning. Hi, yeah, yeah hy- hybrid man is here. Cool. <laughs> hybrid man, you can spend a mana of either color to cast it. Done. Done. It's really, really efficient and allows you to be versatile. Yeah. Okay. John, should we get into some cards? Yes, let's actually talk about things now. Okay. All right. I'm going to start this up, start off our favorite effect section here with an honorable mention. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, my honorable mention for favorite effect is Bounty of Might, which is an instant for four green green at rare. And it reads, target creature gets plus three, plus three until end of turn. Target creature gets plus three, plus three until end of turn. Target creature gets plus three, plus three until end of turn. So... This would be busted in heroic. Shit, son. Um, (laughs) So the funny thing is, is the reason 
this card is an honorable mention for me is nothing to do with the actual like what it does um it's the so i said i bought like one or two packs of old ravnica um when i was talking about earlier so one of the cards i got in those packs was seeds of strength which this card is which this card is based on do you know what that card is i maybe is that the plus one plus one plus two plus two plus three no no it's um it's like it's a uh, green white card and it's uh put it's target creature or put a plus one plus one counter on target creature put a plus one plus one counter on target creature put a plus one plus one counter on target creature listed out three three times like that um so actually i i love cards with this effect uh to the point that when me and when we were making that custom set of ours um i i think i made the card i can't i i'm pretty sure it was me maybe it was andy maybe we did it together but um, uh, I made a blue card called Stutter, that was um, uh, tap or untap target creature, tap or untap target creature, tap or untap target creature, and I love I love it when you have the the three lined effects like that. Um, and I think one of my favorite cards, like design wise, like that's probably like my second favorite design wise card I've made, just because it makes me giggle every time I read it. Uh, the one I made, the Stutter, but yeah. I just love yeah. that effect, the three line, the the same effect three times, but it. <laughs> you know has this like play to it to some degree (laughs) i actually agree i do like those types of cards yep like it's something i'm probably never going to cast myself ever but like i i completely agree with you i really like how those work how the white thing winds up working out and all that and i thought i'd never see a card that looks like this again and that's kind of why i made that card stutter because i'm like i can make this because it's custom and it doesn't matter (laughs) <laughs> it also just has a lot of play to it which is kind of cool so it really does yeah but like it makes combat combat really interesting yeah <laughs> okay so um my actual i actually have two cards too because i'm a big lame wad and can't pick pick some things um all right so first off i'm just gonna pick this is kind of an honor this is like you know that that one was third place. This will be second place or whatever. So, um, one of my favorite effects is um, uh, never happened, which is a sorcery for two and a black. It's a common target opponent reveals their hand. You choose a non-land card from that player's graveyard or hand and exile it. Like, you know, like the the discard or like the duress effect sort of things. You know, I it's one of those things that feels like it's played out, but they found a new way to do it now, and I I just. I love this, like how they designed this effect. I like the art on Never Happens, but this card is just too expensive, right? Like... I, I, I get it. Like, but ignore the expensiveness of it. How about that? Like the effect, just the pure effect of it. Like the fact that they they're like, well, let's make a you know, ostracize or duress effect or something. You know, a player reveals their hand, you exile a card, but they also threw the graveyard piece in there. Like I, I just think that's yeah. a, I think this is an interesting twist on that on that classic effect, and I really love love the build of the effect. That is actually a really really interesting ability. Like especially as we were just talking about, there's surveil and undergrowth and jumpstart. Yep. Like being able to like look at their hand, be like, all right, there's nothing in your hand I care about. Exile mm-hmm. your jumpstart card from your graveyard. Mm-hmm. Like. This card is effectively never dead as a result. Yeah, like it's like I I agree it's probably too expensive to be good, but 
I don't know. I, I think the I just like the effect of it. I find it I find it a clever twist on stuff. Yeah, it really depends on how the format goes out mm-hmm. too, right? Mm-hmm. Like just because it costs three mana doesn't mean it's too expensive. We played Doomfall for crying out loud. True. Doomfall yeah. was very versatile. Yep. It could exile a creature, which is relevant. Yeah. But a three mana discard or three mana discard based exile spell does have a precedent of seeing play in standard. Yeah, I suppose. I, so. I don't know. I just thought it was a clever effect, but um, uh, I, I just like I like it when they take those common effects and just put that little twist on them that makes you go, "Oh yeah, that's interesting." But, yeah, like I th- I think if that card was two mana, it would be a legit like really really freaking good card in standard. Yeah, probably. But also, yeah, the art yeah. as you said. But okay, so my real love, main card sorry, that I, I just. Since you brought up the art, I just have to say the fact she's just pulling that memory out of his eye is just fascinating. Oh, it's just beautiful. Like <laughs> that card freaks me out. But I'm uh, all right. So my my actual uh, favorite effect in the set is um, uh, Unmoored Ego, uh, which is one blue black sorcery. Choose a card name. Search target opponent's graveyard hand and library for up to four cards with that name and exile them. That player shuffles their library, then draws a card for each card exiled from their hand this way. I. I, I like this card. Like, lobotomize effects are cool to me. They're not very good but um, in a lot of cases. But I, I think this is a cool twist on it with the with the drawing and everything like that. Like, this, it creates that sort of interesting strategic play. Yeah, so this is... It's very, very reminiscent of Lost yeah, Legacy. exactly, obviously. Lost Legacy. And Lost Legacy did see play. Mm-hmm. And the thing about... The thing that I've... I actually feel like they put a certain line of text in this card specifically so that you to, <laughs> well, not necessarily abuse it, but it's a way to like, exp- like, it's always been that thing, right? Where like you cast Memoricide on someone yep. and you search the library and you exile three cards and they miss one of them. Uh, yeah. And then you shuffle up and then you get to you draw it and then you cast it and they're like but i exiled that and it's like well you missed it this way the fact it says up to four yeah means that it's like yeah you cho- only chose three of them deal with it like the whole up to four thing is just really weird to me i don't get it but i do like that this is three mana i do like that it's across two different colors which means you don't have people just freely splashing you know lost legacy when it's actually really bad against most decks yeah People boarded in Lost Legacy way too goddamn much. Oh yeah. The oh, fact yeah. That this oh, yeah. Is t- <laughs> the fact this is two colors means that it's going to be harder for people to board this in when they shouldn't. <laughs> also, um, uh, the the reason it says up to four is to um, uh, it's it's a meta call to protect protect the rats deck. Oh, I'm joking. I didn't even think. Of it. I'm joking. Well, you but... might. You might be right, though, because there was actually a really, really shitty combo deck based around Relentless Rats. Or not the Relentless Rats. Whatever they're called. Rat Colony. Yeah, Rat Colony. You would actually lost Legacy yourself for deck thinning purposes, so you could guarantee you get the combo off. <laughs> it was a pile of garbage. Uh, funny. Yeah, but this is opponents li- only anyways, too, so. Yeah. You might? I, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. Like, just the whole line is just really interesting, and I don't fully understand it. But this card has a lot of just like interesting little pieces that snap together. But yeah, there we go. Yeah. All right, John. What is your opinion on the what? art? I like what is it. your opinion on the art. I think I like so I like weird. cards with the, the that sort of like surreal weird ass art like that. 
Yeah. I keep trying to like transplant the face back on the head in my mind and it just doesn't don't work. Don't do it, man. Don't do it. Okay. John, what do you what's, what's your favorite effect in the set? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. Uh my, a little thing that not many people know is I really really like fleshbag marauder effects. Fleshy bag. I like I like the symmetry of both players having to sacrifice creatures. Mm-hmm. I like, I just really like that. And I think like three man is almost perfect for it. And like, there's a lot of play to doing something like that. Cause sometimes yeah. you might want to sack it. Sometimes you want to sack other things and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. They have printed the single greatest flesh bag marauder fact ever. <laughs> uh. Because it's like, you know, it's like, you know, Three ones for three with, you know, that effect clearly not good enough. So we're going to make a three two for three and we're going to upgrade the ability. So mine is Plague Crafter. (laughs) Uh. When Plague Crafter enters the battlefield, each player sacrifices a creature or planeswalker. Each player who can't discards a card. So... I've always loved the fact that if you are empty-handed, or if you are on an empty board, this card basically is a three-mana edict. Yeah. Like I've always liked the Fleshbag Marauder effect as a result, as, as, as a result of that. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoy playing like things died and you get value-style decks, and that just plays so well into the Playcrafter ideology. And the fact that this is never dead. like You can cast this against your opponent on a control deck, and it's like, yeah, you want to sacrifice your Teferi? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, you don't have a Teferi? I guess you'll just have to discard a card. And that's the best part. They can't choose to discard a card. They have to sacrifice a creature or planeswalker first. Yep. Which means that they do have, like, you will get, like, it will force them to lose on board value before they have to discard a card. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Fleshbag Marauder effects are sweet as shit. Like, and even, like, you know, in order for this card to literally do nothing, you have to have a completely empty board and your opponent has to, or like, everyone's board has to be basically empty and your opponent has to have no cards in hand. Yeah. Like, and, and then it does nothing. And if you're at that point, I think you're doing okay. Like, <laughs> if, if you're both just sitting there with nothing, it's like, and you top deck this, you're like, well, I'm dealing with whatever they draw yeah, next like, turn. it literally does not matter. Uh, <laughs> it's Dead, yeah. Jim. <laughs> so, hey guys, yeah. can we make Fleshbag Marauder better? Hold my beer. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah that this this, this ca- card like what the hell? It's, it's so sweet. It's so sweet. <laughs> I really like it. <laughs> so oh, yeah, oh, this was almost in my card. I want to draft all the time, but I don't know if I'm going to be wanting to draft Demir all the time. So we'll see. You, you probably will. I, I love and it's that. uncommon. Like, I know. <laughs> this card could be a rare. Like, I wouldn't have batted an eye if it was. No, it would be like, all right, they upgraded it to a rare. Sure. Yeah. All the other iterations, like, the last iteration of this effect was also an uncommon. Yep. Like, and now they're like, no, we're just going to make it strictly better. Yeah, just a solid, strict, better, like, in every way. God, man, that's... Uh. I guess it's not a zombie, so it doesn't play as well with Fleshbag Marauder, but don't care. 
Um, okay. Favorite art? I think you are boring in this regard. I I am. Do you want me to do you want me to be boring right away or Yeah, we'll, we'll get your boring okay. out of the way. So I I'm kind of punting on this one and I'll I'll be honest. I looked through the whole set. I didn't nothing really jumped out at me this set. Like I don't know. There were things that I kind of liked. I have a I have a weird take on the art in this set or something like that. And I and honestly, I feel like this about most of the Ravnica or at least return to the whole return to Ravnica block as well. Like, I don't think there's really standout art in the set. Like it's all solid. Like, I don't think they've made bad art in the last since I've been playing basically, but yeah, but like none of it is like super jump out and really capture my attention. But a lot of the art I find really evocative and it does it I don't, I don't know it makes me feel something if nothing else like there's a number of cards that i i just really you know or a couple cards that like really really evoke emotion uh like i really like the feeling that uh from dawn of hope i just feel like the the scenery in that one kind of gives gives a really cool feeling and fits with the card and everything um but it, it still isn't like one of my favorite arts. And also right after it in the list, funny enough, um, I like the art of demotion. Uh, I feel like it kind of does the exact same thing. It tells a really good, it tells a really good story and gives a really good feeling for the card. Um, and about the only other art that like um, really jumped out to me was, uh, I think I wrote it wrong in the notes here because I suck, uh, was, you in, you flipped yeah, the words was around. Notion Rain. Uh, because that card doesn't look like a card from Ravnica. It looks like a card from a, like a cyberpunk thing. <laughs> it absolutely does. Like I, when I first saw it, I'm like, is that static? Like, it looks like she's walking through a digital landscape. Yeah, exactly. And and That's honestly, like, even even the clothing it. looks like something from like a cyberpunk thing. And yeah, the background exactly. is fu- like, the background like she- is fuzzy enough to where you like it could just be like some sort of cityscape random thing Mm -hmm. i need to double check that i'm not wrong about this i am really surprised this was not on your cards i want to draft the most uh it was for a while this card is this card's great and i love it like (laughs) it those who don't know notion rain surveil two then draw two cards it deals two damage one one blue black like this is basically everything i want to do but you'll my cards i want to draft you'll i have a reason for it even though it's not great but (laughs) so so there's my art punt because like yeah i don't know man see now i i am way cooler because Contrary to Fletcher's, none of the art really jumped out at him. Oh, you! This art, (laughs) this art, actually, when I first saw, like, yeah, this art, it really jumps out. It pops a lot when you see it. (laughs) I actually really like the art of Leapfrog. (laughs) It is two and a blue for a creature frog. It is a three-one. And Leapfrog has flying as long as you cast an instant or sorcery spell this turn. Like, the art of this card is just good, I guess, but I don't know. The art, I don't, 
the the frog just being like front well it's not even front and center but like it's just being like kind of off there just like giving you that side eyes look like i don't know i really like i like the perspective of this card i like how it's a blue card that is not dominated by blue like yes the frog itself is is like all like very very blue but the art itself is not which makes the frog just pop really really Mm -hmm. well so I I do like Leapfrog, and I got to make a sweet pun because you said something, yeah. and now I'm, I'm pretty sure I designed a very similar <laughs> card to this in one of my custom sets too, which makes me mad. But it reminds me of um, that hoisted hireling also from the onset. Oh uh, yeah, which is <laughs> just like yeah, jump through this hoop and it gets to yeah. do something. It's like That's all a right. cool card, but yeah. And then I also have another card. <laughs> that I want to put in I, here I, for... I fully expected card. this card, I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, I also really like Goblin Locksmith. <laughs> it is a two. It is a red 2-mana two 2-1 two that whenever it attacks, creatures with Defender can't block. Which is a really interesting ability. Free for flavor text. <laughs> and it's a Goblin Locksmith. <laughs> uh, and it's a Goblin picking a lock with his his left hand while he's punching his right hand through the window of the door that he's picking. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the most goblin way of picking a lock uh, ever. And like, the first time I saw this card, it didn't really dawn on me what was going on. <laughs> like, I didn't realize the fist was his. And then I'm like, oh, I get it. Oh, really? It. You didn't get it? I, I saw it and was like, oh yeah, okay, it's... It, it's the it took me like five seconds. I was like, I'm like, I because you know, like the 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 door being like right in the middle of the art, kind of like mm-hmm. like separated the arch for me. I didn't put two and two together for a few seconds. Oh, okay. I was like, ah. Oh. Plus, it's like an action shot, which is really cool. Yeah. Like the glass is actively flying out of him, off of his arm that he punched through the window. <laughs> oh, goblins! Oh, goblins! Yeah. That was that's my pseudo honorable mention. All right. All right. So speaking of what you were talking about a little bit ago, card you want to draft the most. If you have a big stack of these in front of you, you are just the happiest person in the world. Uh <laughs> I'll go I'll go for this one really quick here. So I have an honorable mention actually. Um and this is more I think I, I think I kind of did the exact same thing in M19, or one of us did. But I'm a, a crackling Drake is my honorable mention, um, which is blue, blue, red, red for a star four Drake flying. Uh, power power is equal to the total number of instant and sorcery cards you own in exile and in your graveyard, um, and when it enters the battlefield, draw a card. Like, I want this to be. Like the card you want for a deck, and it's good. And when when you get this card, your deck comes together. Like I want to play the the blue red spells deck, and I have hope because it's in this set. But we'll see how good they are. Yeah, like I feel like with is it being around the blue red spells deck might actually come together more than it has in previous sets. But like I've just been so disappointed with Enigma Drakes lately, I know. and it, it makes, makes me, me so sad. I just wanted I wanted like, Enigma Drakes to be good. That's all I want. <laughs> 
I know. It's like, and this is like a Negro Drake, but better, but it costs extra mana, and it's a really, really strict mana requirement. So like, <laughs> yeah, holy shit balls. yeah, it wants a lot out of you. But it draws you a card, and it can just murder your opponent in like two turns. Yeah. I don't know. Also works well with Jumpstart with the Exile and stuff like that, so. It does, which is really interesting. Like, there's so many car- is it cards that are like, this counts cards in Exile and in your graveyard. It's yeah. like, well, I guess you kind of have to if you're going to have um, Jumpstart as a mechanic. So that makes sense. Otherwise, you have this weird little anti-synergy exactly, going on. Yeah. And shit, but, so. I don't know. I, I, I just hope that card comes together. But So my real actual pick, which is probably one that you're like, I think you were like, what the hell when you saw I picked this? <laughs> but... Um, it, I recall you mentioning this card yeah. actually when it first was and printed. M nineteen M19 was the, the the set that ruined me. Um but so my actual pick is Whisper Agent, which is uh one Demir Demir, so a blue black hybrid. Uh so it's two blue blue yeah, a blue black hybrid, a blue black hybrid, one generic. Um for a three two human rogue with flash, uh and when Whisper Agent enters the battlefield, surveil one. So, what was it? Hired Hired Blade? Is that the card from? Yeah. I love that card. Way more than I should. Way, way, way more <laughs> than I should. Like, I value that card so much higher than is I than I know I should. And No one ever played around Nobody it. ever. You just got people <laughs> with it so much. Like, it was just... I just loved that card. Because I was also wanting to play the decks where I wanted to sit and hold up three mana. Like, you know and not do anything on my turn. Like, that's what I wanted to be doing, was waiting for my opponent to do something, and then being like, lol, gotcha. So I could either be like, Doomblade your creature, or I could be like, I'll play a 3-2 at the end of the turn, and then untap with all my mana. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I love that card. And this is that card, but with upside. Like, if if I got to play Hired Blade yes. with Scry 1, I would be so stoked. But I get Surveil 1 on this, even. Yeah, this card is like, this is going to be like the go-to three drop in Demir, mm-hmm. and people are going to get got by this card a oh, lot. I'm gonna, I am going to get they're got just by it a forget. lot. Yeah, like this card is just going to wreck people a lot. It's just... You're, you're going to like flash, flash in your Whisper Agent and then attack into your opponent's three mana, and they're going to flash in their own Whisper Agent. You're going to trade, you'll be like, oh, oh no. no. They got <laughs> me. They got me with my gods. All right. But I... <laughs> I yeah this is I just want to play be playing this card like and honestly honorable mention for Notion Rain because yeah like also if I'm if I'm playing Whisper Agents and Notion Rains like and that's just like a, my stack of cards I'm happy <laughs> just eventually deck yourself don't care don't, don't care cards. Whisper Agented and Notion Rained but all right yeah. value okay John what 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 card do you just want to have a big stack of so mine kind of plays into your crackling drake thing, mm-hmm. but it's a little different. Yep. Um, mine is murmuring mystic. So murmuring mystic is three and a blue for a one five human wizard. So it's four mana, and it blocks pretty well. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, create a 1-1 blue bird illusion creature token with flying. So one of my favorite cards to play, like, ever, is Young Pyromancer. (laughs) 
and this is young pyromancer that doesn't die to fork bolts costs twice as much but makes flying tokens instead of non-flying which tokens. is legit like this card is never going to be good in like any format outside of limited mm-hmm. but i think it's really really sweet and i just want i want to play the blue red spells deck right oh, yeah. or like i want to play the spells decks i enjoy playing spells decks and it just gives you like incremental value piled into mm-hmm. this it, it was almost my my mention for favorite art in the set uh fun fact it is by the same guy who did the art for the invocation days mm. so they are kind of the same bird but not really oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, like I, I, I really like the colors going on, and the fact that the guy's just like a random crazy guy wandering around with illusion yeah. birds following him. So, if there is a blue red spells deck, this is going to be the card that like bridges the gap into you not dying, which yeah. I really like. So, I mean, I just, I just want to be playing one fives and o fives and shit in decks. So, like, <laughs> if this card's good, I'm happy. It's perfect. I mean, right? they reprinted a uh, wall of mist Here's... in this set, so yeah, buddy. They did. Wall of mist was randomly really good in course. I loved so. that card because that meant I was playing psychic corrosion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, John. Should we move on? Should we move on to a, a really quick one here? I'm guessing. <laughs> yes. Okay. Continuing, so. I would also like to once again point out that this is a free slot for Fletcher because he wrote it down first. Yeah, I'm, I, I punted <laughs> on this. This is a, this was yeah a free space here, but okay. So cards we expect slash want to show up in an eternal format. So I'm gonna pick one. Actually, this is kind of both for me, but um. <laughs> so, yeah, if, if anybody's guessing what the free space is in this one, it's it's Assassin's Trophy. Uh, so if you if you live under a rock that is black green for an instant at rare that reads destroy target permanent and opponent controls. Its controller may search their library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle their library. So, yep, two things worth mm-hmm. noting. It is for those who are listening. That is any permanent target permanent, not target non-land permanent. Target permanent, <laughs> and the land enters the battlefield untapped. Relevant, <laughs> very relevant. Oh yeah, oh yeah. A lot of people miss stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, like this card. So let's just be honest here. First off, this card will show up in eternal formats. Like it, it's this it's card is to. insane. This card is insane. People are overvaluing this card, though. Yes. Like, like this is going to show up in a, in every black green deck. Like you're just going to play two to you're going to play a bunch. You're going to play at least two to three of these. I think. Yes. Like, I don't know if the cards a like a solid four of in every deck though, depending on the deck. Like it could just be. And I'm just wrong, but like this has a real cost to it, and I think people are ignoring that it has a real cost to it. Yeah, like ramping your opponent is very, very, very relevant. Mm-hmm. And like, yes, this card can kill any permanent, which is super good. Oh, you yeah. can even you can even kill the land that they got with their assassin's trophy with another assassin's trophy. Maybe the whiff then, and then you Whoop. just stone rained them. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, whoop de doo! Congratulations. Mm-hmm. 
Here's the thing, though. This card is abysmal on turn two. Oh, yeah. This is bad on turn two. Like, this card is utter garbage actually, on turn actually, two. Actually, I mean, if I'm playing against you, please hit me with this turn two. <laughs> yeah. I don't care what you hit. Yeah. Because either something. you hit a land, in which case I'm down literally nothing, yep. or you ramped me, mm -hmm. which is really, really good for me. Yeah. Like, this card, like, everyone is like, this card, and also to everyone who's like oh this card just fixes the the jund matchup for tron like or like it lets jund beat tron you guys are goddamn idiots <laughs> like tron doesn't win because it casts a turn three karn tron wins because it's casting a karn yeah like tron wins a large majority of their game like Tron can beat a Blood Moon because they just hard cast their shit and they don't care. Like, don't get me wrong. Slowing them down is relevant. It gives oh, yeah. you time to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with them. But you're still playing Jund and they're still casting Thrag Tusks. Yeah. That's a pretty big deal. Mm -hmm. Like, they can still outvalue you because their top decks are so freaking powerful. Like, they will win on turn 7 when they hard cast the Karn. And so many people are just like, this is all the... It kills everything. I watched a game today. Um, it was a, a VOD of the Versus Series Live that Star Cities put out. And it was Todd Anderson... Versus Brad Nelson. And Brad Nelson built this Sultai mid-range deck. And it was really, really sweet. And he trimmed... Like, they go into game two and he boards out one of his Assassin's Trophies. <laughs> so he's now only playing three. And Todd Anderson's on the play. Todd Anderson goes, turn three, Legion Warboss, attack you. And Brad's like, I guess I'll you know, kill your Warboss. Because, you know, he doesn't want to get out of hand. And then... Todd Anderson goes, untap fifth land, 6-6 six, six flying trample, pay two life surveil to, oh, and Brad lost. Yeah. he ra Because he ramped him into that earlier than he expected it. Mm -hmm. And what did Brad do for game three? He boarded out the other three assassins trophies. Because <laughs> he didn't want to, like, he didn't want to feel the need to cast it early. He boarded it out for cast down. Yep. Because Castdown did what he wanted to do without giving his opponent advantage. Yep. If Brad Nelson, who loves Jund cards, he is Jund guy, boards out his freaking Assassin's Trophies, obviously it's not as good as everyone thinks it is. Like, it does have a massive cost. Yeah. This card is bonkers insane. Oh, yeah. One of the best removals printed ever. This card is great, but people are still too high on it. Yes, like that's, this card yeah. is not, you know, it's it's not free. It's not a free roll. There's a reason. It, there's a reason it's not vindicate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there's a reason it only costs two mana. Like they they aren't just like yeah. oh, let's print vindicates for everybody at two mana. Like this is this is real. Like and it, it's one of those cards that that will be skill testing, knowing when you should play it and not. And the people who don't know when that happens are gonna get punished. Yes. Like, oh, thank you for ramping me into my five drop. Yep. Six six flying trample get wrecked. <laughs> but all right, so now we can get off that soapbox and tuck that away. Why don't you? Uh, what do you got? All right. Mine is actually one of these. I expect to see a lot of play in commander, which I consider an internal format. 
and there's a slim chance it will see you play in other formats. Okay. This card is the second coming of Yog Moss Will. <laughs> okay. And I'm only kind of joking when I say that. You better be joking a lot. Mnemonic Betrayal. Uh... Colorless, blue, black, sorcery. Exile all cards from all opponents' graveyards. You may cast those cards this turn, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any type to cast those spells. At the beginning of the next end step, if any of those cards remain exiled, return them to their owner's graveyards. Exile, Demonic Betrayal. This is card is going to be bonkers in EDH because it's sweet as shit. That, I will agree with that statement. It is sweet as shit. <laughs> And while it is obviously not Yogg-Moth's Will, because that card is broken in every universe that ever existed. Yeah, twice. <laughs> this card is kind of close. Like, getting to cast the cards in your opponent's graveyard is kind of sweet. No, 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 and no. Like, it's really sweet. I just don't know how good it, I don't know how good it is. Is the problem? Yeah, like the big the big problem with this card is the fact that like you're not going to have a bajillion mana to go ham with it unless you're playing EDH. Yep. And as a result, of that like the reason why Yogg's Will is good is because it's just broken in Storm. Well, it's just it, it it's in and of itself is a broken Magic card. Yeah, that card's good. But it is at its it is at its most broken in Storm. Because you get to take advantage of all of your own little things that you're doing. Yeah. But, like, it would be really, really awesome to, like, see someone... Well, no, that wouldn't work. Cause if you're if you're playing a Storm Mirror and your Storm opponent goes off, you're dead. So, you know, <laughs> it's whoever pulls the trigger first. Yeah. So, it's probably never going to actually see play. But this card is sweet, and it's like the reverse Yogg-Moth's Will. Yeah, it's cool as hell. I'll give you that one at least. <laughs> Someone, I saw a joke on Twitter, and someone's like, this card goes in Yawgmoth's favorite EDH deck. Do you want to know what the deck is called? <laughs> what? Yawgmoth's Mill. What? <laughs> Yawgmoth's Mill, because you mill them, and then you get to cast their cards. Get it? Yep, okay. Alright. 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 So do you have, like, a real card? <laughs> 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 I, in fact, do have a real card, and this card is legit. This card is insanely versatile. As long as you're playing the deck that is known... As long as you're playing the two colors that go into literally every toolbox deck ever. <laughs> so, my actual one... It's called Night of Autumn. For the low, low cost of one colorless, one green, and one white, you get a 2-2. Two, two. Or sorry, you get a 2-1. Three mana 2-1. Already not played. Yeah. But, when it's battlefield, choose one. You can put two plus one plus one counters on your Night of Autumn. So you can have three mana for a 4-3. That's already reasonable constructed rate. Okay. You can destroy target artifact or enchantments. Oh, okay. So suddenly, we have ourselves a Reclamation Sage. Yeah. Or you can gain four life, okay. which is 
effectively the effect of Kitchen Finks. Yeah. Without the persist, you just straight up gain the poor life. This card literally does everything. Yeah, it does a lot of things. Like, any deck... Like, here's the thing. When I played um, Kiki Cord, I played a main deck Reclamation Sage because of value. Mm-hmm. This is just a strict upgrade over that in every way. Yeah, it is. Like, this card is bonkers. It's like, oh, you want a threat? Here, have a threat. Oh, you want to destroy an artifact or enchantment? Here, you get to do that. Plus, you have a 2-1 body. Or you want to gain 4 life because your opponent's playing burn and now you want to block and trade with their goblin guide? <laughs> it's like, this card is insanely versatile. It's super sweet. God damn, this, why is this card only $5? <laughs> Because everybody's too busy jerking off over um, Assassin's Trophy. Oh, something I wanted to point out about Assassin's Trophy, I forgot to mention. Oh. It is the most expensive card in the set. Yep. It is twice the cost of even the Planeswalkers. <laughs> That's batshit. Yeah, if you pull any if you pull any of these at the pre-release, sell them. No, okay. <laughs> I mean, if you don't plan on playing them, you probably should, because they will drop. Yeah, I was going to say, if you do lot. plan on playing, you probably should. <laughs> Yeah, don't listen to me there. I'm, I'm not a person for specking and stuff like that. But yeah. So, Myers, back to back to Night of Autumn. This card is sweet. Yeah. I really like this card, and I'm going to be getting a playset of it oh, because it'll... it's probably replacing my reclamation sage. I was gonna say it's gonna <laughs> do things. Yeah, I mean, yeah. As you said, it's a rec sage, but with strict upside, basically. Yeah, like yeah, you have to be playing green. Excuse me, and white, but that's fine. Yep. That's okay. So, all right. Yeah. So, all right. I think that's where we're going to wrap up part one here. Uh, next week we'll have part two and finish up all that good stuff. Um, John, any thoughts before we close this one out? That's uh, seems like it's going to be an all right set. So we'll see where it goes. All right. Um, if you want to shoot us some feedback, you can send us an email at thelocalmeta at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at the local meta PC. Um, shortly here, you'll be able to find all this good stuff once I finally get off my butt and start typing things on the localmeta.com. You can catch a link to my stream there and everything too. Um, keep an eye out for the feed changes and everything like that once I finally get stuff transferred over and consolidate all my hosting and everything instead of having stuff strewn across three different registrars and hosts. But um, cool. So I'm. Uh, John, unless you have anything else. Were you speaking English what? just now? I honestly have no idea what the hell you were saying. <laughs> beep, Sorry. boop, beep, boop. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> we will catch you next time. <laughs>